Welcome to Inside the Mind, a podcast hosted by myself, Jennifer Forster, and my beautiful co-host, Ali May. We're excited to be here, diving into edgy, raw, and relatable conversations woven together with mind-blowing questions that will shake up your model of the world, expand your thinking, unravel your beliefs, tease apart your patterns, and walk you to the very edges of everything you've ever believed about yourself. As NLP trainers, coaches, entrepreneurs, we'll be traversing the topics of business, relationships, money, family, spirituality, leadership, and personal growth, all through the discerning lens of NLP, ancient teachings, and a healthy sprinkling of womanly wisdom. One thing we believe to be true is that if we want a different outcome, we must be willing to ask a different question. And the answers to those questions are always inside the mind. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode. We are your hosts. My name is Jen Forster. This is Ali May. And today is a fun episode. Fun, because we're going to share some fun facts about Mm. us. Love these fun facts. Uh, Fun facts are fun. We have done a fun question episode, which you perhaps have already heard. So you already know a little bit about us. But these are the things that often really build rapport with people. These are the things that I'm personally always excited to know about other people. So we're going to start off. So we're going to start by sharing our human design. Mm. So if you don't know what human design is, let me just preface this by saying Ali and I are not affiliated or practitioners of human design. It's just something that we love to get curious about, always curious to know a little more about ourselves. So what are you in human design? I'm a generator. A generator. And what do you know about yourself as a generator? What did you discover when you discovered that? What I love about modalities like this, or label it all modalities, Mm. what I love about this is I will read the information that is supposed to be about me Mm -hmm. and I will take the parts that feel good and I will leave the rest. Mm. And I love with a generator. For me, it's like, gosh, it's so true. (laughs) So a generator, from what I understand, is that we're all about generating energy. Mm. And if something doesn't feel good for us, then Mm. our energy goes flat, my interpretation of this. And when our energy is flat, we are not being the best version of ourselves. So for a generator, it's a lot of spaciousness, a lot of discernment, a lot of if this doesn't feel good, then I do not do that. And a lot of time for self to keep the, the light bright. I love that. And my gosh, that is you. To a T, right? To a T. If I didn't know that you're a generator, I'm like, yep, that absolutely (laughs) makes sense. So I'm a projector. And again, if you've listened to other episodes we've done, and of course you have, because why wouldn't you? It's an epic podcast. I mean, yeah. So just going to touch on that. However, if you've listened to other episodes, you will have heard Ali and I go uh, speak to labeling things and boxing things. So This is, I love that you just shared that. You take the bits that resonate and leave the rest. We, whilst we're sharing these as fun facts, we don't take these on as I am, like a mantle that we carry in life, carrying the torch. So fun facts about me is that in human design world, I would be a projector. And it was fascinating to me to read about projectors because for most of my life, I was a serial overachiever. I was driven by goals, not healthy goals, unhealthy goals. There's nothing wrong with goals. I have healthy goals now. However, I used to be driven by very unhealthy goal setting. And I would work from five in the morning, four, five in the morning till 11, 12 at night and be just in this state of constant exhaustion. When I came to understand how a projector 
in the human design world brings their best to the world. We work very minimal hours a day. And what I did after I found NLP and started doing all this deep inner work, I did this exercise once where I designed my perfect day. And for most of my life, I'd been told my perfect day wasn't acceptable in the world we live in. My perfect day is a very slow morning. I start my work with people, with my face-to-face people at 10 a.m. I don't see people before 10. I do my face-to-face work and I complete by two. And then I do the things that light me up either in my business or in my life in the afternoon. That's my perfect day. If you are a projector, you're going to be picking up what I'm putting down there. That is exactly how a projector brings her or his or their best work to the world in that way. Yeah. And there's more on projectors as well, but that's that. What's your star sign, Ellie? Well, <laughs> just ask anyone with the same star sign and we will tell you that it is the best star <laughs> sign of the zodiac. Just ask us. We will tell you and every single one of the same star sign will tell you the same thing. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> Sagittarius. And tell us a little bit about that. What are things that we could know about a Sagittarian? To a T. I am to a T a Sag. So with a Sag, we're half horse, half human and a centaur. And one of the biggest things which is so relative to me is it is said, do not put a horse in a locked enclosure. And horses are designed to be wild and free. And I really feel that in my life. They're, for me, I do not like limitations. I do not like boxes. I do not like, and I've never liked this in my life. I do not like to be told this is how something is. I do not like to be tied down. I like a lot of freedom in my life in many different ways. And for me, that's one of the greatest things. We're very adventurous when it comes to life, when it comes to sex, when it comes to being outside of the box, a Sag is really fun and very open-minded. We're very generous, very loving, down-to-earth people. And on from that, is what's the element for Sagittarius? What element are you? Hang on a second. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm, fire, I'm fire to a T, yeah. baby. Yeah. And it took me a long time to be able to be okay with my fire. Mm. I used to be quite a hothead. would take me a bit. And when I went into that fire zone, I knew that I could hurt people, not deliberately. It was like this switch was flipped within me and I just like stepped out of who I was, go into this fire state. And then the minute it was done, I was back and out of it. However, it did leave destruction. Mm. And for me, I stopped connecting with that side of myself. And I went to Bridge and Bridge Extreme. Actually, it's on this weekend uh, in Brisbane Mm. again. And I went to Bridge and Bridge Extreme, two of the best events I've ever been to in my life. And One of the beautiful men there, Wah, he does some amazing men's work. He's got a men's movement if you wanted to check him out. He got up at the front of the training room at the end one day and did the haka. And witnessing this beautiful, strong man who came into the space just like so quiet and unassuming, get up in the front of the room and do the haka. I was straight at the back of the room in front of him and I cried. I got the permission slip. My fire, my anger is a beautiful part of myself and that I could bring it out into the light. And that was probably four years ago, roundabout, that I did that. Yeah, I went to Bridge and Bridge Extreme. So since then, I've worked with that part of myself to be okay with that. I know how to navigate my fire. I know how to be, when my fire comes out, I'm embodied in my fire. I'm not spitting shit out at everybody. Yeah. And that, if we bring this back to NLP and even ancient teachings, it's the conscious being able to be with these elements in a very conscious way versus it's like who's driving the bus it's the thing we continue to come back to 
when we are not consciously driving the bus, running the company of you or me or us or whoever you want to, however you want to say that, when we're not taking charge of our minds, when we are not doing that, then these unconscious pieces that make us us out of control and running the show and maybe not creating the most effective results that we would like. Yeah, and it is said that most people operate 95% out of consciousness, out of their consciousness. So 5% conscious. For us, we're super conscious in who we are as human beings and that's taken a long time. And we're not there. Let me just really drop that right in here. There's no there. To me, being super conscious and working with your super consciousness and activating your super consciousness every single day is a daily practice. A conscious decision. It's a conscious (laughs) decision to be consciously aware. What is consciousness is simply awareness. That's all it is. And that means when we are in a state of awareness, we're doing things, saying things, thinking things with volition. And if we have a whole bunch of traumas, we have a whole bunch of limiting beliefs that aren't serving us. We have a whole bunch of emotions, negative emotions that aren't serving us going on within us. Then it's often more challenging to be conscious because we're so wrapped up in all of the past experiences that we've had. That's why another reason why we love the work that we do. Come on to our trainings. Yes. If you can be in any training room with Ali and I, truly, it will be one of the greatest experiences of your life. And I do not say that from an egoic perspective. It will be one of the greatest experiences of your life for you. It'll be pivotal in your life. Definitely. To be in a training room with you and I. Yeah. We've got a July training and we've got an October training. If you'd like the dates, please reach out Mm. on one of our channels and we will get the details to you. Mm. Do you know what I love about this episode? It started with fun facts, but we've got great stuff coming through with every fun fact. I love it already. So cool. Your star sign, Jim. My star sign to close the loops for all of those that had open loops happening then in their mind. There's another episode. I'll just open a loop right there and seed another episode. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) With volition and intention. So I am a Taurian. I'm a Taurus, according to traditional astrology. That's my star sign. Is that a bull? It is a bull. Oh, shit, Jen. <laughs> Did you just make the correlation? Oh, my gosh. I've got flashbacks to your prack and master prack. And I am just like, oh, yeah, I can see some of that bull energy that used to be there in you. The embodied side now is different. However, yeah, yeah. I love the bull in me. I really do. I love the strength, the groundedness the fortitude and the forthright energetics of the bull, of the star sign that is Taurus. It is what I embody. And if we circle this back to what you just shared about fire, my Taurus is earth, earth sign. I am truly very earthy and and grounded. And you know this about me. When I'm not grounded, I will literally unhook from my life for a moment and I will go and literally lay on the earth in my one of my favourite parks, New Farm Park in Brisbane, and I will get as close to the earth as possible, literally laying on the earth so that I can feel myself coming back into that grounded, strong, centred, with a sense of fortitude and resilience in my being. That is very much who I am as a human being. How was I once disembodied with my bull energy? Man, if you've heard the phrase red flag to a bull, my gosh, yeah. If there was a red flag for me, which used to be certain things that would trigger me, I do understand my neurology in a different way as well now. 
This is some teachings inside of Master Practitioner of NLP, where we really go into levels. And we have different values levels. We have values level thinking and we have values neurology, which is how we are wired neurologically. And whilst we can traverse through them and we do traverse through them, there are things in which we get to become, how do we traverse through values level so that we can not step into another level so that we can engage with other values levels is to become consciously aware of what it means to be in a particular values level. So I had some neurology that was very much in alignment with my unconscious red flag to a bull. So back when my back was against the wall, which often is when we can feel experience being triggered, I would come out like a bull. I would drop my head. I would literally brace and just you could see the glint on those horns that were on my head and I would charge at you full steam ahead. And God help you if you're in my way. It's like whoosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know you're laughing because you've seen the shiny glint of my horns. I get horns. it now. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Coming right at you. And that's a testament to, I love this, Ali, because that is a real testament to the friendship that we have very consciously cultivated. Our friendship is like nothing else I've ever experienced because we are able to utilize NLP and what we've learned and embodied through NLP to create a conscious relationship between us where I can experience your unconscious fire. You can experience my unconscious bullhorns and we don't make it mean anything. We are able to hold space for that as we navigate through that and come back consciously into the grounded, centered, aligned version of that. I love that. So cool is that? Just that just cool. really just channeled in. Yeah, and just to expand on that, like Jen, and we've touched on this before, if you're just coming in, this is the first episode you've ever listened to. I became a trainer and Jen came and did my very first NLP practitioner level training. And within that, within a year, Jen came back and did less than a year, Jen came back and did master practitioner level with me. And then Jen went on to become a trainer and now we're doing trainings together. And in the classroom, in master practice specifically, there were moments there where if I wasn't grounded and embodied and walking my walk and talking my talk as a trainer, then there could have been some like a shift on between Jen and I. No? Yep. The fire and the yeah, ball. Mm. For sure. And I think I really love what you're sharing there because in a training room is different anyway. Mm. And to have like one of my closest friends on the planet in the training room with me and to see your shit come up. It's like holding the space on that. And then it was very interesting. I really love our friendship too. Yeah, and knowing, being able to discern what was values neurology that was coming through for me and not, it's again, presuppositions of NLP. These are our 10 commandments. There's 15 of them or 14, depends if you've got the app or the manual. In on the, I just <laughs> want to share this because in the app, there's 15. In the manual, there's 14. Doesn't matter. However, these are like our Ten Commandments. The person is not their behavior, except the person changed the behavior. That's one of the presuppositions of NLP, that if you choose to live your life through, you will have the capacity to never make anything personal. You'll never take anything on personally when you can understand that as a truth, even when it's uncomfortable. Especially when it's uncomfortable. That's when it has the most power. I'm just picturing both of us <laughs> at the ice bath. Because we had another moment. We had another moment when we were doing the modelling excellence, which was the ice bath. 
I had another moment where my little horns were like glinting in the sunlight, the early morning sunlight directed at you. And I was at the point where I'm like, Jen, if you've got an issue with this, you can take it up with me after the training. <laughs> it was so good. And what I just love to share here is that doing a training with a loved one, I tra- ran a training with my ex-partner and then, you know, Jen's one of my best friends. Having them in a training room, it's like being able to separate those two things, very fascinating. And what I will say about you now, Jen, the difference in you mm-hmm. as a human being from your mother's first day of prac, first day of prac, which is where I made the declaration that I was going to be a trainer of this work. Seconds before I had the first monumental (laughs) breakdown of my NLP journey. (laughs) Yeah, just looking at that, like reflecting back on that in in prac and then in master prac and then trainers training, like just how you've just let, like let so much stuff go, cleaned Mm. up stuff on the inside. This is the same for me during my trainings. And I think it's a really beautiful thing and it's not something that can easily be put into words. Personally, I do not feel that it's something that can easily be put into words what happens. When you're cleaning up your shit at the level that we choose to do this, Every day there's a microscope, every freaking day, and it is uncomfortable. Jen Mm -hmm. and I will have multiple conversations in a day. I think I've shared this on another episode. We will have multiple conversations in a day most days, and it's like, okay, I've got this coming up, let's deep dive. Mm. And we go layer to layer to layer to layer to layer because we can't see our patterns and programs and limiting beliefs until we can see them. That's right. And sometimes (laughs) it's really difficult to actually get to the root cause of something, well, considering to get to the root cause. It's an unconscious experience for us. All change is made at the unconscious level. So to be able to access the unconscious mind, we could be super conscious in the first place, and then we can begin to work with the unconscious mind. And still, there's days where Jen and I are talking and I'm going through the deep dive in my life. It's like, I just can't see beyond what this is right now. And so we keep deep diving, deep diving, deep diving. It's such a beautiful thing. Like I don't have a conversation like this with anybody else. No, no, nor do I. It's just the not to this, not to this discernment like it is microscopic it is absolutely taking slices of your life every single day putting it on a piece of glass and sliding it under a microscope and then if you will zooming in on that (laughs) magnifying the fuck out of it yeah we're still in the work like every day everything that we share for where we are personally at as individuals is one finger out, three fingers back. Jen said before, the work, this episode or the last episode, Maybe I can't the last episode. we're not done. We still learn every day and it's just a choice to live this way. Mm. I couldn't live any other way now. Absolutely not, no. And I love that you really shared that. People often say to me, Jen, when you talk about NLP, it sounds really different to the NLP I've heard other people talk about. And the reason to me that that is, is because NLP is not a textbook to me. It can be for many people. It's not to me. NLP is a way in which both Ali and I choose to live our lives. It's a curriculum for living a very empowered life where we are not prisoners of our own mind. It is actually, to me, the ultimate freedom to truly live through the discernment of NLP. It gives you the capacity to be truly free, like not the Instagram-worthy free. I'm talking free within yourself free inside of yourself because to me if you are not free inside of yourself you're not free anywhere and no one can take your inner freedom from you that's right yeah boom bang that's a mic drop moment right there let's do a little bounce without detail now like Mm -hmm. a quick bounce in and out of a quick question each let's do some of those random questions where we don't do any teachings we just go one for one on the question just answer the question okay yeah have you got a question if you're going to drop that in on me right this second what's the question 
Oh, fun fact. We said before, not a fun fact, something people don't know about us. Yeah, something that not many people know. Yeah. Okay, so something not many people know about me is that when I was 53, which was three years ago, I discovered that my heritage, my bloodlines, because up until three years ago, I only knew two other people that shared my blood, and that was my two children. World of 8 billion people, was that just freaky (laughs) shit? I only knew two other people that shared my blood. I found out that my heritage was Indigenous, Australian Indigenous, which was really beautiful. So beautiful. Ali, what's yours? Mine's not as personal as Jen's. Mine goes on a whole other level there. I am an extraordinary reverse Parker. (gasps) That is truly, that's a skill set, girl. That is something that, like if you can't reverse park, if you could see me now, I'm doing the laying down, I'm bowing at Ali's feet. Reverse parking is a, it's premium stuff. Do you want to know what was just coming through for me as you were doing that? What? My beautiful friend at the time, Evie, who's Indigenous, taught me that at 26. No shit. That just dropped in. Then I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Collective consciousness, you cannot make this shit up. You cannot make this shit up. She taught me how to reverse park at 26. Wow. I've got one for you. What's a non-negotiable in your life? Time for myself. Great. You? Great. Since 2007, I drink a litre of water every morning before any other thing goes in my mouth. Love. Yeah, a litre of water. Might be a good place to wrap this episode up. Feels pretty good to meet you. See you on the next one.